we now rejoin our general geekering in progress. Specifically, it's a podcast. He's Ben, I'm Lou, and you'll find that this episode is... Broken, but still good. <laughs> still good. We were going to talk about uh, a fixture in my house. Yes. Do you want to read that in or? Uh, yes. Yes, and. Hold on. Yes, and. <laughs> my phone doesn't recognize my face anymore. Yeah, so um, um, you have something in your house that I am very jealous of. Um, now, with everything that's going on right now, because you and I don't lean into the whole like quarantine all that much, but we all know it's going on. We all know coronavirus is going on. Um, and right. then as soon as it started, what did everybody go buy? Toilet paper. Toilet paper. I mean, for some reason, people are living on a, a solid toilet paper diet, um, which is ironic because it's high in fiber. And then, high in fiber? <laughs> you got it. <laughs> One of us is, is superfluous. It's probably me. Um, <laughs> it's high, it's high in, uh, in fiber, which causes you to need more, more toilet paper. Um, and here's something else that I found that was interesting while we're on the subject. Because people are like, oh, well, I go through a roll of toilet paper like a day. And I'm like, a day? So some people... Hope they're not on septic. I don't, know, I don't know how many you use, but some people use, you know, four or five sheets. That's I'm a four or five sheeter. Um, <laughs> shitter, 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 shitter. There was, uh, um, there was um, I can't remember what the show is called. There's a show where they interview like a hundred random people. Uh-huh. And it's like a fake mock science show. Uh-huh. And they do interviews. And one of them was on toilets. How much toilet paper do you use over, under, uh-huh. hang, all that stuff? Well, the people, What's your technique for wiping? Exactly. So I'm a, I'm a four to five sheeter. I like to go with five, but I'm trying to be, you know, uh, conscientious. So I go with four a lot. Um, but the people that were going through like a roll a day were doing the thing where they roll their hand in toilet mm-hmm. paper and they would just roll it for like 10 times for a single wipe and then discharge that and then wrap it up like five more wow. times for a single wipe. So they were going through like a ridiculous amount. So Stores are just out of toilet paper, um, but you don't have that problem because you got a bidet. Yeah, we use way less now. Now um, I'm so jealous of your bidet. Common misconception: um, toilet paper becomes obsolete. It's still nice to like dry up a little bit. Yeah, now we have yeah. we have a fancy one that even has the dryer on it, the air dryer. Really. But you guess everybody that's job. listening right now, I, I, not all of this is, is information I know. So we're all learning this together. Uh, you have a dryer. That sounds like I'm probably not leaving the bathroom for a while. Yeah. So there's basically, um, if you want to arbitrarily slice it up into three segments <laughs> and I will. Okay, please. There's three, there's three basically classes of bidets. If you just follow my arbitrary assignment, um, there's cheap ones that you can just get, maybe they run around a hundred bucks, ship them on Amazon, um, and they'll spritz some water. Let's uh, let's call that like a like a type C, like a type type C bidet, a third uh, yep. third tier. Um, those are the ones I guess that you just like they just like kind of hook on to. They basically just clip on. I, I think they just clip onto your existing seats even. Right. Um, they're. Um, I've never used one, so I can't tell you much about them. But they look pretty. Um, they look pretty shoddy. Right. Um, now you move into your. Your type, your second type, your class B's. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and this is where I'm at. They are powered, so you need electric. Okay, uh, they hook right up to your water line. Sounds so like it's going to be better pressure. pressure. Yep, they're under pressure, um, and they can run with a, a varying degree of features at that point because you have power, you have water. Um, mine has a remote control with two <laughs> user settings. 
Okay. Well, yeah, that um, would make sense. That that yep. yeah, that would make complete sense. Heated seat. Now okay. the problem with the heated seat is if you have a user program, you know, if it's already heated, you have to wait for it to cool down. You're not going to hit the button. Oh, I'm going to go to the bathroom in ten minutes. No one's going to do that. Right. But you can program that. You can also program the sprayers for front and back, where on the front and where on the back you want them, and the pulse pattern. Let's <laughs> let's let's hold off on the pulse for just a second. We will get there. Um, first off, again, super jealous is. I have to wonder, is there, uh, is there a calibration? Is, like, do you have to calibrate it? Because not all humans are made the same. I know you say you got like a front and a back. Is right. there any calibration to it? Or is well, it just pretty, or do you have to like resituate yourself to make sure you're in the right place? Yeah, the class C's basically um, do not, uh, the calibration is all manual. It's how you fasten it, how you fix it. So you're going to be moving around. Uh, with these class B's, it depends on what you get into. The basic models really don't have much. Uh, with the remote, you can choose where to position it. Um, now, some of the class B's have a fixed remote on the side of the, uh, the side of the seat. Um, this one is a full seat replacement with a actual remote that magnetically mounts to the wall, and you can position both the back and the front spray uh, along a good range. So you can tune it into your into your personal preferences and even program it for that. So here's what I here's what I'm thinking. Uh, my mind is wandered, wandering for a second into the greater beyond of things that are possible. So with your bidet, you could, you have a remote with your bidet. Mm -hmm. I also know that you, under your, your lunai uh, in your backyard, you have strip LED lighting. Right. We can really take the bathroom experience to a whole new level. You can run those LEDs mm -hmm. in there and then you've got your bidet, maybe set them up on the side, like Velcro them up to the wall. So you've got like your remotes right there next to you uh, where you're going to be. You can oh, really okay. create it. You can really create an ambiance. So let me introduce you to the Class A bidets. <laughs> class A. This sounds like the stuff that's on the other side of my railroad tracks. Right. So we went from like around $100 in your Class C. I was going to ask. Okay, so Class yeah. C, about 100 bucks makes sense. Probably uh, cheaper. What, what, You'll probably find it on sale for like 60 on Amazon. I mean, you can run a hose, I, I guess, in from the, from the backyard. that is the basic <laughs> bidet. That is the fundamental basic bidet. It's based, on, um, it's based on the prevalence of having a clean bucket of water when you go to the bathroom. That uh -huh. was not present in a lot of cultures. Uh, European cultures wasn't present. That's why bidets were not popular uh, when they were, you know, being invented. Except in France, some places uh, for royalty, but uh, generally not as popular as the culture of washing. Not bidet specifically, but washing after avoiding uh, yourself in other cultures. Uh, so it caught on a lot easier in some parts of the world than others, just because they were used to wiping themselves with clean water. Um, we don't wipe Makes ourselves sense. with clean water. We wipe ourselves with paper and throw it away. Um, 20, 25 rolls of paper and right. yeah so your class b's this is um for us this was like you know a, a luxury item several hundred dollars you're in for i think ours was about 400 the model we picked which makes sense and before we get there i'm going to assume that uh because you and i both ascribe to pay a little bit more to get a lot more but not willing to pay a lot more to get a little bit more right. neither one of us are buying the five thousand dollar computer nonetheless the the fifty five thousand dollar computer uh, we still fall on the pay a little bit more to get a lot more. So I assume that's about what that price point is for your yeah. class B. You could probably start, I think you could start with the lower end ones, like in the two twenties and it gives you basic features, um, with some power. Now, uh, that not included in that is if you look around your toilet, most bathrooms do not have a wall receptacle. If it's a powered bidet, you need to run power to it. Um, we had a receptacle installed, wasn't that big a deal, but you know, something you'll have to factor in if you have power now. Um, now, the, the water installation, it comes with it. Ours came with a T valve. Sometimes you have to buy some extra plumbing stuff. I would highly recommend if you're looking into this, 
make sure it comes with everything you need to mount it. You know, again, electricity is going to be separate, but um, if you're not sure, borrow an extension cord from somewhere or buy one if you don't have one spare. Try it out for a while, you know. Um, then you can do something more permanent. Um, but when you go up to the high class ones, class A, class A, strip lighting, musical performances, what? water shows. I the whole. <laughs> It's, they're absolutely insane. They will release scents. You can have scent reservoirs. Um, they are. They, they they you can spend thousands on on a bidet. Um, and these are when I'm talking about these bidets, I'm talking specifically about uh, bidets that attach to existing toilets. Uh, bidets can be freestanding features. They can be their own uh-huh. fixture. Uh, I'm not talking about those. Uh, I'm talking about what are the. Um, the seat attachment ones that are, um, a lot of them are uh, Japanese companies that make them because they're really popular in Asia. Right, right, right. Gaining popularity here, I would say. But um, those are specifically the things I'm talking about. I'm not talking about buying a whole new fixture for your house because it takes up no extra space that way. If you if you saw, for those that, that, that are watching this on, on YouTube, and if you're not, go to YouTube. It's fun to watch. But for those that saw me like look away for a second, and I wasn't not listening you to you. Res- how much? I, I was, no, no, no. I wasn't looking at that is the first when you said it does like lights and colors and shows and all that i was like this sounds like world of color at disneyland this is like the water show because <laughs> we're, we're big disney fans the first thing i thought of and i've been watching the imagineering story and they were talking about all the stuff that they did uh to make that show right. world of color at, at disneyland uh in uh, uh uh california adventure and that's what i'm thinking it's like why go to disneyland i we're all quarantined anyway you buy one of these bidets You've got your own show right there in your house. I'm never leaving the throne. They're they're pretty they're pretty <laughs> impressive. Um, but it also makes me think of like the world of Coke, where they have like the shooting yeah. water and things. Like that. Now, bidets, um, bidets specific. I'm gonna go a little off topic here. Um, take okay. back my seat for just a moment, um, please. Is oh, you're in your seat. You're not in my seat. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't gonna mention it, but yeah, you know, I'm back in my yeah. seat. Yeah. Um, the um the, the the bathroom game, the plumbing game in general. Uh, indoor fixtures like crushing us here in the US if you go to Japan uh, I stayed at an Airbnb one time where they had um, the Japanese bats are a bit different than ours um, so usually you step into a room if it's a more traditional style you step into mm-hmm. a room you have a shower and you have a bathtub um, like a big, a big deep soaking bath usually you shower first clean yourself then you can soak for a while uh, and traditionally, that's because before, you know, indoor plumbing and more prevalence of clean water, which is actually, a, you know, relatively speaking, scarcer resource in Japan than here. Plenty of salt water, but clean water is, you know, a bit harder, a bit more resource intensive. Um, but back, you know, before you had plumbing, building a bath by itself was hard enough. So multiple people would use a bath. So, and, you know, in Europe, well, whoever needed to be cleanest got in first and everybody just washing everybody else's dirt. Um, and in Japan, you would clean yourself first, rub yourself down with a rag, whatever, clean yourself as best you could before you soaked. You know, you'd still have some dirt in the tub, but it was kind of a disrespect for the people who would follow you. Of course, dad always got to wash first anyway. But um, so that's the idea that's still maintained in a lot of the bathroom, bathroom styles. The traditional bathroom style looks like that. Just a big room, shower, bathtub, no toilet, toilet somewhere else. Um, and this Airbnb I stayed at had one of these styles. and. The bathtub could be filled with uh, digital control, and there was a it was like a three way light switch. There was a control in the hallway, 
it was programmable. You could program it to fill your tub for when you got home and you could control the temperature. So you could have it fill the tub and then heat on demand. So you could say, fill it at 5.30. First person's going to get home at 6. They're going to take their bath and you're going to have it heated. Then you shut off the tub at 6.30. Dad comes home at 8.30, 9 o'clock. We're going to rewarm the bath. He can now soak in the bath and it will turn off you know, the heat and you can run it like that. You could then automatically empty it when you were done. You could program all this stuff. I assume there's an app for some of these bathtubs. <laughs> like our, 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 basically our whole plumbing game is just, we are so far behind in the US. It's, it's embarrassing. I, would, I was going to joke that you could be like, computer, <laughs> run my bath. But really, that, that's not, the, it's not that it's far you. off. It's literally that. I'm sure there's an Amazon Alexa extension that you can, because I, I call my Alexa, I don't call my Alexa Alexa, I call my Alexa computer. Because uh, I want to be Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Yeah. So as I literally am drinking tea Earl Grey hot, um, is you can literally go, computer, run my bath. Um, so you've sold me on the bidet. Um, uh, if I could have a bidet today, I would. Um, uh, so I did do a little bit com? of... Uh, well, you know what? I'm actually... I went to homeperfect.com because um, I, was, I was thinking, you know, when I shop online, because we're all doing a lot of on online shopping right now. When I shop online, I usually order things in order of not most popular. I don't want them to sell me the thing that they want to sell me. I do least expensive to most expensive okay. because I keep kind of going up in price until I find, like we say, the price where I'm going to pay a little bit more, but get a lot more. But sometimes it's just fun to flip that search the other <laughs> way around and start at most expensive and work your way down. So that's what I was doing uh, right, right now is Toto, the one of the, and not I the would, band. I would recommend Toto. Um, Toto, not the band. It's, uh, they, that's the that's the model I have. Right, that's the brand I have, and I highly recommend Toto. Although the the branding on that should be so easy. The rain's down in Africa. The, that's I mean the jokes write themselves. Do so the thing anyway, you never could. Uh, your 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 butt is Africa. In case you're wondering, yeah. that your butt is Africa. Um, so Toto uh, makes an all in one uh, uh, toilet bidet, like you're talking about. It's a top end one. Um, so this is the Toto MS 993 CUMFX, um, the Neo Rest 7, uh, 750H dual flush toilet. If you're wanting, okay. not the, in, not the inside skew on that. So the, the Neo Rest 750H dual flush toilet by Toto, it is their top of the line and it's in stock with free shipping for $13,870. Wow. <laughs> wow. So listen. Listen, this isn't a luxury podcast. Um, if, if you want a luxury uh, podcast, those are other places. But if you are, if you're just sitting on, listen, if you're Scrooge McDuck at home right, right now and you're bored, here's what I suggest you do is, is go online and order one of these and go ahead and get your MacBook, your Mac Pro uh, for $56,000. Get your $13,800. Wheel it in there. <laughs> And just wheel it right into your bathroom with your $13,000 bidet toilet. What world are we living in? Uh. Uh, you know, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's fascinating to me that you mentioned, you know, the default online shopping, because I hadn't really thought about this, but um, they're, so, they're not popular. We went and looked in Lowe's for one and Home Depot for one. Couldn't find them. Went online to Amazon, you know, obviously did some looking around because that's, that's the default now. And I said, I wonder what I could find on Lowe's.com and actually found the Toto washlet that I had on Lowe's 
cheaper with free shipping than Amazon. And I was like, what? Why couldn't, why wasn't there even a single one in the store to hint that this could be a thing? Right. Like you even right. one in the store says we have more available online. You, you know, nobody, nobody in Athens, Georgia buys bidets. So That's go it. online People, to see more, uh, but no, like people no are, People are not living in the future. You and I are living in the future. Like I go right. in and I look for lighting and the, the strip LED lighting and they've got like thousands of traditional light bulbs, particularly the ones that just suck up way too much mm -hmm. energy. And then they had two strip lightings. One was for the back of TVs, which I did get that. Nice. Um, so the back of the TV clothes. Um, but then the other one was just general use strip lighting. That's all they had for LED strip lighting. And I'm like, dude, it's 2020. Right. Strip lighting and bidets. You need to step up your game. So yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're living but, in like the one, maybe half a seashell era right now. We're so far <laughs> away from three seashells. So it's so funny that you mentioned that. Uh, and I assume you were doing that for a transition. Oh, oh, um, oh no, no. Um, I should, I should have <laughs> you saved it for that. No, I meant to, uh, I meant to close out with, uh, hold on a second. So go, yeah, yeah, go, yeah ahead. go online. Lowe's will ship it to you. Amazon's got them. Home Depot. If you're a Home Depot fan, go buy yourself a bidet, install it, and then take some time to do the things you never I had. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Now, you know, you know what, uh, so you, you know what, three, yeah, the seashells thing was better. Ugh. we need to, we need to work <laughs> out. We need to, we need to do an episode and then figure it out, do all the editing, then come back and record the episode like the right way with the good stuff. Write ourselves, write ourselves a script of the things we've already said extemporaneously. Yeah. So I totally <laughs> messed this, this whole thing up. Why don't, why don't you lead us in? You're totally good. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of the, the three seashells, uh, most people know that's a, ref a reference to the great movie uh, Demolition Man, uh, Wesley Snipes, of course, Sly Stallone, and, uh, and, and spoke of a future where, uh, you know, Taco Bell is the greatest restaurant you can go to, and you use your uh, three shells. He doesn't know how to use the three shells um, to, to wipe your butt. Um, that said, Pizza Hut, but uh, let's, so let's yeah. talk about movies. Let's talk about movies for a second. Um, Sly Stallone has uh, confirmed that they are making another Demolition Man. Um, that they're pushing uh, Demolition Man two into production, which I don't, I, I don't know that we need, and I and I'm all for reboots and and that sort of thing. Yeah. But was there really a yearning for more Demolition Man? I feel like they, you know, you had your fish out of water, you told your story, uh, you you gave that version of the future. I don't really know what they're trying to do with another one. Um, but then again, I didn't watch the new Blade Runner either, so yeah. I, I don't. Maybe I'm not the audience for uh, for this movie. I like the new Blade Runner. Uh, Blade Runner is very much. Um, Blade Runner is very much about the world. Um, and the, the there's, there, you know, it's probably been pretty well explored in other media in various, uh, various types of, you know, what does it look like when you have robots, uh, you know, things like this or replicants and how, you know, where you draw a line of humanity. There's been a lot of examinations of the theme, but I think, I think Blade Runner did a good job of bringing that into, um, popular culture might be a bit extreme, but into the sci-fi culture. Um, right. There was, there, there was room to walk around in that some more. And one of the things I really like about Blade Runner is the amount of detail they put into their sets. And this was actually something that, uh, I'm going to be looking around on the board for so I can knock this off as something we've discussed briefly. Um, or maybe I'll just send it to you later to look for. Um, look up okay. the miniature sets they use for Blade Runner 2049. Cause when they did it, they used a lot of the same techniques. Oh, they use, they use practical effects. I love practical effects. They Movies with practical effects practical hold effects. up so much better. 
Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. They hold up so much better. And I mean, we're not going to lean on the Star Wars stuff, mm-hmm. but the stuff from 77 in a lot of regards, look the, the trench run looks great. Yeah. It still looks great. Um, you know, it's, uh, and all the digital, there's a video I watched that was all the digital enhancements, not, you know, just like the added singers and the added animals and stuff like that, but how they kind of touched up, you know, some of the TIE fighters and things like that. Yeah. That aside, saying that I didn't see the new Blade Runner in theaters, me as a moviegoer and a lot of people now, um, it's become you either go to event movies or you just wait for it to come to streaming. Because we were talking about yeah. this, you know, you've got your new sound bar at the house, so movies are going to sound crystal, <sighs> crystal clear I, I, and I, sound I, so good. I miss my receiver, but I admit the sound bar is really, really good, and it's really nice having a lot less equipment. Um, the room right. looks cleaner without the speakers. I, I miss my surround sound; it is not the same, but the sound bar is really good. I'm happy. So the so the point I, I'm I'm going to make is the sound is really good. You've got a really good mm-hmm. TV. Uh, you know, we've got a 4K TV here at the house, oh, yeah. uh, awesome. sound system, things like that. So as far as going out to, to theaters, exhibitions, culture, as far as movies go, is moviegoers in general are going less and less mm-hmm. unless it's a big movie and then everyone goes. Right. So, you know, I've seen like two movies in the theater in the last like, you know, four years. And I think they were both Star Wars um, and like maybe a kid's animated feature. So maybe three. That said, obviously didn't see the new Blade Runner in theaters, probably wouldn't go see the new uh, Demolition Man in, in theaters. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting is the culture of going to, to, to theaters to see money could be changing tremendously because AMC yep. and, uh, and, Universal uh, and Universal, Universal have gotten into a pissing match. So if you were um, fortunate enough um, to have a wonderful house Full of screaming pent up kids. Uh, you probably bought them a video on demand release. Uh, you probably bought Trolls World Tour. Uh, let them watch it over and over and over and over just to get yourself, you know, a bit of peace. Because Universal released Trolls World Tour and some other movies on video on demand directly. Day and date. Yeah. Day and date. AMC Theaters said they're not going to book any more Universal movies. Right. And it was, it was so interesting. So let's, the let's step entirely. Right. So let's step back just a second. So people have perspective is when they released them day and day, it wasn't a rental fee. Uh, well, it was a rental fee, but it wasn't your three ninety nine rental right. fee. It was a, it was a higher price. It was, it was a $20, $20 yeah, rental $20. fee. And we've talked about this for a while is, is you and I have, or at least I have really, I don't go to movies a lot. So yes, I do want to see star Wars in the theater, but if there's a movie I want to see, and I can't necessarily go to see it. Maybe it's like a radar movie, like, like a John Wick movie that I'm not necessarily going to see in the theater. I would pay $20 to see it day and date at my house yeah. on my 4K TV with your nice sound bar. I would pay for yeah. that. And you um, might have some I've, I've been that way for so a while. Think about, well, it's more expensive than a ticket. Yeah, but I'm going to, several people are going to get to enjoy it. Right. Somebody else brings a, a six pack of beer. Somebody else brings some chips and salsa. You guys chip in on some food. I'll buy the movie. And and let's watch this movie. This is first run movies day and date when yeah. it comes out. Another so so because and, and also like the thing that really sold me on this idea in general. Like I was always a big proponent of it. Um, get me the movie directly as soon as possible. But man, the thing that really opened my eyes to like a huge market that I hadn't really thought that much about was well yeah you know you got kids it's hard to get to the movies when you have a newborn. All of a sudden, there's like two three years of movie releases. That you are not going to see in a theater, like you're never going to get to go. Yeah, like forget it. Yeah, I, I I made a list of movies that I wanted to go back and see, uh, uh because we do have some extra time now. And uh, Inception was one of the first ones on top of my list because Katie and I didn't even see Inception. Like I like we just there's just movies that I we should see that we haven't seen. So so going back to what we were talking about here is 
because of the quarantine, because people were staying at home, because theaters are shut down, Universal releases, you know, Trolls World Tour uh, day and date on video on demand for $20 for a higher rate. Now, they made $95 million on that for an opening weekend, which is not bad. Not nothing bad. to nothing, nothing, not bad at all. And obviously, but they made more money on it than they would otherwise because they didn't have to pay theaters to show the, the movie. Now, the original Trolls movie made way more money. It made 300 some odd million right. dollars, like $350 million. Um, but a lot of that goes to the theaters. Something like half of it goes to the theaters that are actually showing the movies. So by going day and date and paying more, yes, they only, they, yes, they made $95 million. Yes, that is a good bit of money. No, it's not as much as they would have made otherwise, but they didn't make that much less than they would have made otherwise. Yeah. So they, so Universal goes, you know what? That's, you know, let's do it. Let's do what Ben and Lou wanted them to do. Let's go day and date for $20 uh, with these movies. And to come back to point, uh, AMC, which is, I don't know if they're the largest, but they're one of the yeah, largest. They're really um, big. I don't know if they're the largest, but they are definitely. And they really, and I read this as being kind of pedantic, but they go, all right, we're not carrying any of your movies. None of them. You want to put Fast and the Furious out? No, absolutely not. You want to put Jurassic World out? No, absolutely not. We're not putting any of your shit in our movie theaters anymore. I feel like that's shooting themselves in the foot, though. <laughs> I, because, well, here's what I, here's how I read I'm, it. I'm not going to so I'm only going to watch theaters that AMC will carry. Or movies right. that only AMC will carry. Right. I'm going to say, this is the movie that I want to see. This is the big event movie. Like when we went, we, we got a, when we, you got a whole bunch of people to go see Star Wars Episode Nine. you know? When we all went to the Rise of Skywalker and bought out a row of seats. That was an event. We didn't buy a row of seats to go to the theater that was convenient because it had the best nachos. Right. We bought out a row right. of seats to see The Rise of Skywalker. We're going to buy right, a row exactly. of seats to see the next Fast and the Furious movie, whatever they're on, 583. Like, right. it doesn't matter where it's playing. We're going to go to the one that's playing. Like, for me, I'm going to go, where, you know, what, what has my movie and what's the best time and then who has the best local craft beers? Like, well, see, here's how I read this, and maybe I'm reading way too much into it, or maybe I'm right on, on target, is I see AMC, like I said, people aren't going out to, to movies unless it's an event movie. Right. So your Star Wars are making bukus of money, but all those other theaters that are running movies that are only there for like three weeks, and they're making $30 million or less in their entire run, the theaters are losing a ton of money on that. Yeah. So the amount of money that theaters are making now versus what they've traditionally made is way, way down. I say that to say this is I think what's going on with them saying we're not going to run universal movies is not because they're such a big dog that they really can sling that weight around. I think that their profit margins were so little that they know if universal goes day and date, that already mm -hmm. hurts a sinking ship. That might be the extra hole in a sinking ship that ends up actually sinking the thing and they go out of business. That's true. I see it as them being a short stack in a poker game and going all in and just going, you know what? We weren't making that much money before. Now, these assholes are just going to send day and date. And so instead of going to see Fast and the Furious, because I, honestly, instead of going to a theater, if you and I could hang out, I'd rather sit with you and drink whiskey and watch Fast and Furious day and date for $20 than I would actually to go to the, the theater and go see Fast, Fast 13 in space. See, um, yeah, I, I, I can. There's definitely a line there. Like for me, uh, to me, that's like a big action, high action, high octane event movie. I want to have the surround sound. I want to have, you know, I want to have be rattled out of my seat. Um, Fair. That would be something yeah. that could be talked into, but absolutely. If you said, "Hey, look, I'm going to rent this for 20 bucks," I'd be like, "Cool, let me bring some beers or pitch in 10 bucks." I would come over. Like, if if you said that's how you wanted to watch it, um, above does it have my movie? Above does it have the right time? Um, is seeing it with friends, and if it's available, like that's something I would do. Because I was thinking earlier, maybe the blockbusters they should keep. Um, 
any of the kids movies like i think trolls world tour proves that like well this isn't proven yet i say i use the word proven i don't want to throw that around uh casually but i i'm very suspicious now i can now sit my kids in front of the tv for 20 bucks and they can watch their movies kids are philistines they don't care about the screen quality they don't care about the surround they don't care about the movie going experience you know what if i can sit them in front of something for a few hours and can i watch it again sure. you got it for 48 hours sure why not right i'm gonna go you know do some work um and go read a book um by having the ability to put kids in front of a tv and see the releases right away i don't have to take them to the theater i don't have to worry about their behavior i don't have to pay whatever they're charging for a kid's seat especially in cities it's crazy expensive you know we we get a pretty cheap uh ticket all things considered um yeah man i imagine that especially for like kids like it's not a big event movie people aren't thinking that way for kids movies the big event movies i think you might still get some but you raise a really good point that is it enough maybe maybe if half the sales go to video on demand and you still get half for bringing you know um fast and furious 10,000 into the movies maybe half's not enough because you dedicate the theater space you have staff um can you do can you do fewer screenings but if you do fewer screenings i'm not really sure the revenue model there like does that negatively affect right and uh, and this is getting serious because uh even nafta is getting involved so nafta has gotten involved with this whole deal because yeah and it could come to legalities because what um what's going on is the 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 uh, uh, exhibitioners um the theaters uh, are saying, well, this is traditionally, it's always been this way. We get the front r- first run and then you can go to digitally release. And it's not anything that's legally in writing, but they're like, you're kind of breaking the un, the unsaid rules of we get them first and then you go this. So if you're not giving them to us first, we're not going to show them at all. Um, and you're going to lose out on all that revenue, trying to force them to put them in the theaters. But then for me, the other, other side of it, and I don't always go capitalistic right. on things and I go Cap- capitalism, capitalism. Um, but on this one, I'm like, if you're the studio and you're, well, we have, we have, we have a podcast studio. So sure. if, if we're a podcast studio and let's say for whatever godly reason, uh, we were to put out a movie and that movie goes to the movie theaters and we have to split half the cost of the original run there. And then we get to put it out digitally and we get a hundred percent of those costs. It should probably be up to us to go, no, you know what? We're going to self-distribute. Yeah, like, like- We're going to self-distribute. We're going to put it directly to VOD. Instead of paying, you know, $20 to go see it in a theater, pay us five and we'll, and we'll keep, and we'll keep hundred percent of that five. And hopefully four times the people will have access to it. Isn't that exactly how every other media has gone so far, uh, in order of like difficulty of distributing for its size, like music went first. Um, imagine if podcasts, like if you, if we got to accept into Apple, into iTunes, and they're like, cool, your podcast is on iTunes. By the way, you can't release your podcast on any other platforms for two weeks. Um, perfect. Like, yeah, that's a perfect right? way to put like, it. And we get half of your ad revenue. Right. It's too it's too easy for us to do that now because podcasts are, you know, way easier to distribute um, and lower, uh, lower damage to us for, you know, someone just copying them for free. So way easier, you know, for us to avoid that kind of thing. But now I feel like the theaters are... I, um, I will miss the theaters when they're gone. I like that experience, but if this is their take on it, that is a really bad take because if I have to choose between theater exclusivity to keep theaters around or video on demand day of release uh, and it kills the theaters or they, or if it doesn't kill them, if they just refuse to do it, they find some other revenue model. 
Bye, Felicia. Have fun. I, <laughs> I actually just watched Friday a couple of days ago. Nice. Um, is uh, well, and here's what I would like to see because the, the theaters are going to have to change. All yeah. of these businesses are always having to change, and I think what's happening, like I said, I think theaters are hurting because they're putting out and traditionally put out these big multiplexes, the big the cineplex, and you've got 15 screens. I think the ones that we go to, I think that that place has 15 screens. But places like um, uh, what is it? The um, uh, oh, the Draft House, oh, Alamo uh, Austin Draft, Draft Alamo Draft House. Yep. Thank you. Um, places like Alamo Draft House are doing a killing, but a lot of those places are not. 20 screens you know some of them are like four or even right. you could remake that model to be like all right we've got one screen but instead of a bunch of movies that you can go see a bunch of movies we're running those big movies with a great experience a huge screen great best sound you could possibly get awesome comfy chairs food. some of them are four yeah. awesome food awesome drink um you know some of the places come with like blankets and like the the seats move like 40 movies the seats move with the thing really creating an experience that you have to have at the theater well, Alamo that you is, can't do at home where you can't do at home yeah. because we've gotten so close to the theater experience at home. Like I said, 4k TVs and good sound systems for a hundred bucks. And you know, you pretty much have 90% of the way of what you would get in the cinema experience. Those business models are going to have to change. Yeah. I, the, you know, the draft house is a destination in and of itself. It's an experience to go. Plus you get to see a movie. Um, the theaters are going to have to adapt. And even still like when, um, Oh, it's not the car mic anymore. But when the, the theater on my side of town, when it remodeled, um, kept the same number of screens, but, um, they put in new comfier seats. They put in food service. They cut down the number of seats dramatically in that theater. There's a lot, it's a lot more comfortable to go there now. Um, but you know, either, either that revenue is gone or it has to come from somewhere. You can only raise ticket prices so much. They sell food now. Uh, that probably, that may have, that may have recovered it for them. Maybe it didn't. They also have a bar that's up front. You can go in and hang out at the bar. Just like, not a great place to just go to the bar though. And it's a really expensive right. bar. Like, right. so it's not a draw. Like, this is not a draw. Um, right. They, and they we are old. Right. We are, yeah, exactly. And we are old enough to, to know for those that, that are our age or older is, Movie theaters, even you talk about the the big seats, that's not the first, you know, renovation that these theaters have gone through no. is when you and I were kids, um, the theaters, God, I sound so old. Um, <laughs> when, you and I, when you and I were kids. Um, we didn't have the, three dimensions. You couldn't go higher. <laughs> we were just a cartoon. Yeah. Um, you were is, no, stadium seating. That's it. That's what, God, three times uh, I'm superfluous is... <laughs> Once, twice, three times well, superfluous. Up for me. Is, like, I'm sorry. Is yeah, we didn't have stadium seating. It was just a just a flat room with a big screen at the top. And if you had somebody like me or you that oh, was yeah. six feet tall sitting in front of you, and you were a kid because I was a five. So if you've got a five year old sitting in a seat, and you've got you know a six foot lummox like me in front of you, then you're not going to be able to see the movie. Yeah, so I remember never, all I, those movie theaters. All those movie theaters came in. And shut down for like two weeks. And they're like, now with stadium seating, they totally renovated their places to tilt it so people could see, you know, in all the seats. But you were still in these little tiny stadium seats. And now you've got theaters that have taken out those stadium seats, with the tiny ones, and put in the big comfy ones. Yeah, so and this is not the first time this has happened. And the seats were so close together that, you know, you couldn't get out during the show. It's kind of like the Fox Theater. You know, you'd be stepping on people to leave the theater. Now the rows are so big, you have leg room plus you know, service staff has room to come in and bring you food and beer. Like there's so much room that's in these theaters now. 
and we've come from, you know, from us from the eighties, um, and they've come even further than that, but even us in the eighties, you know, coming from a point where if you were in a, a you know, a theater without the, uh, without the stadium seating, you, if you were sitting behind someone tall and you were short, you wouldn't know why Jurassic park was so scary. You'd never see the T-Rex, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you just, you just see the head of the T-Rex and it just ducks down behind Bob in front of you. Yeah, it's like that's not that big. <laughs> uh, all right. I think we've uh, yeah. I think we've destroyed this topic. I think we've uh we covered a lot of ground today. Yeah, so well, let me let me let's finish with one thing oh, with, yeah. on the AMC thing. Uh with AMC, do you think they stand by what they're saying and that they never run another universal movie ever again or do you think that they find a way to or does Universal back off of doing day and date? Um, and you, great, you don't, you're just shaking your great, head. Great, al- great alternative. Cause I think that's, you know, that's something we have to consider. Um, cause mm-hmm. it's certainly possible. Um, 95 million for Rolls World Tour coming direct to video. I mean, depends on what they were expecting out of it, but anyone who, um, Anyone who can step aside from the business of it and protecting the shareholder value and the executives, you know, jobs for a moment can look at that and say for this, for the sequel at a time when people weren't going out and, um, 20 bucks for the whole, you know, family, as opposed to, you know, you're in New York city, 13, $15 for a ticket. You bring the kids that's 60 bucks, you know, at the door, even if you're only getting half of it, it's still 30. Um, we're in unprecedented times. It's hard to tell what these numbers mean. Like you said, what's the theater share? What is, what would people have done if we weren't all cooped up? Are there a lot of people who aren't going to the movies because they don't have jobs right now and they just don't want to spend the money that might've paid for 20 bucks. There's a lot of question marks right now, but the fact that you could splash 95 million on basically a gamble. Um, no, no, you don't go back from this. Like there's no going back. Right. Pandora's box is opened and universal I- saying, um, you know what? I'd be willing to believe that maybe they'd say, cool, we'll give theaters a week or two, but I don't think theaters will accept that unless AMC right. really realizes they shot themselves in the foot and they want to take a week or two because the first opening weekend's big. Maybe, right. maybe there is a compromise. I, I'll backpedal. I, well, I think there's going to be a, a compromise and then I do have to, to wrap up yeah. is um, I think there may be a compromise. Maybe they still go day and date, but I think maybe AMC uses it to leverage to get more money, a higher percentage out of what comes to the theater uh, and then still allow it to be day and date. Maybe that's how they leverage that. But I think universal may ultimately be shooting themselves in the foot as much as I want them to go day and date. Let's think about the logic of this and let's think two generations down the road when like my kids, kids are, are going to movies is it used to be you go to the, see it in the theater. It's in the theater for six months sometimes. But then it's out of theater for a year before it came to, to VHS and and that sort of thing. And then, and then that time became shorter where movies are shorter run in the movie theater, but then they go out, uh, for, for a rental fee. And then now we're talking about pushing that even further and it's day and date for both of them, but you pay a higher amount at home. Sure. Then I think a lot of people are going to go, well, why am I paying $20 to watch it now when I can wait a month and pay it and watch it for $3.99? So if that continues in that direction, I think Universal runs the issue of people going, well, why am I going to pay $20? I'll wait for it to go. I'm going to watch it at home. Why would I pay $20 at home when I can just wait a month and pay $3.99 at home? So then they may be forced with a decision. Well, now do we still charge the higher rate or does supply and demand dictate that that higher rate goes down to $10 instead of $3.99? And then it becomes, well, I'm going to pay $10 for, for that when I can pay $3.99 a couple of weeks. 
And then it just does it become it goes day and date, but it's just a rental fee to watch it at home or it's a higher price at the theater. So I think they may yeah. be shooting themselves in the foot that eventually people may go, why pay the higher price? I'll just wait. That's a great point. I, I mean, that calculus has been around for a while because you you know that it's coming to DVD, you know it's coming to rentals. Um, so time can be one factor. Maybe instead of a month later going to three ninety nine rental, maybe they need to keep, maybe they need to keep it at twenty bucks for six months. Maybe it needs to be at an exclusive price for higher yeah. for longer. Um, another option is uh, ownership versus purchase. If you're doing direct release day of, uh, especially if the theaters end up going away or transforming into something completely different that looks different than we think of them now and operates on a different model, um, does it make sense to have uh, a day of release package for? I don't know, something ridiculous like 50 bucks. You wouldn't pay 50 bucks to own a movie, but you get the rental, you get it right away. Now you own this movie right away. You can watch it as many times as you want. Have right. your friends over, have a big party. Um, the, and then, you know, again, six months later, or one month later, whatever that time is, where people aren't saying, well, I'll just wait. Um, we have to figure that route. Then maybe you drop it to like 20 bucks for buying a movie or whatever right. it comes to. Yeah, I mean, th this is a whole bunch of new calculus that could be easy to get wrong and they really could be shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what happens. Uh, so um, that's pretty I much that's all, yeah. I, all, all I have on that. Um, anyway, so uh, so that's been it. This has been General Geekery, specifically. It's been a podcast. I've been Ben. I've been Lou. And we'll not see you at the theaters. We'll see you right here on YouTube. <laughs> or in our inbox when you send us all the complaints. Oh, that's right. So GenGeek1, the number one at gmail.com. Uh, broken toy studios at gmail.com for any of your advertising. Uh, Jen geek Lou. I don't know why I'm going to give them that, but Jen geek Lou is actually a Gmail address. Oh, it's, it's that you can email. email. Yeah. You can send an email. there. <laughs> you can send it. It won't bounce back. And Jen geek Ben at gmail.com also will not bounce back. You might not get an answer, but it won't, but it won't come back undeliverable. So anyway, um, that's all I got, man. That's a, we covered a lot of stuff. We covered a lot of territory today. All right. Well, all right, join man. us next time. It Join us next time. It was good to talk to you, man. Same. Bye. All right. See you guys. Bye. This has been a Broken Toys Studio production. That's so good.